eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show with Al and Jerry. All right, here we go. Podcast on a Thursday. I've been very confused this week. Today's Thursday, Jerry. Friday. We were off Monday. I didn't know if we were off this week, last week. Uh, what's going on? Are we back to normal today where we have stories? Yes, Jerry, I have stories that you today. Have plucked from the headlines. I got to say, the uh, QA not great. was not great. And no. uh, people clamoring for the QA did not really come strong with much. I think partly that's our fault. How we, so, Jerry? Well, because you didn't tweet that out until we decided to do it after 10 o'clock. I see. And people weren't aware of it. If we knew we were doing it, we could have been tweeting that stuff Monday. And oh, I realize. Send us your question. So really, I only gave people 10 minutes to respond. Right. So kind of on us, I Good think. point. Good point, Jerry. But uh, back to normal stories with a penis story to kick it off. Thank you very much. This comes to us from the UK, which I believe is London. And we've been doing this podcast a couple of years now. I think we've established that that's London. It is London. Okay. A 22-year-old construction worker, his name is Sam. He's uh, 22 years old, as I said. He was uh, doing construction and uh, accidentally shot himself in the groin with a nail gun. They said millimeters from a major artery where he probably would have died. Yeah. And uh, very close to his actual penis. But so in the actually, groin area. So he didn't get the penis. It does not appear that he got the penis. It was wow. a uh, 90 millimeter long nail embedded 70 millimeters deep. That's, by the way, that sounds like really you know big. It's probably tiny. Yeah. Like he was millimeters. rushed He was rushed uh, to a hospital and needed minor surgery. Was embedded nearly three inches into his body. That is awful. Yeah. Now, that's I, right. I've, I've shown you my scar. On my not on my groin area, but on oh. my wrist, you see right there. Yes, Ooh. and I came millimeters from hitting the vein, like ripping right through the vein. And you did that on glass of yeah. something? You punched something? Yes. So very lucky, and this guy's very lucky that he didn't hit his artery. I had a I, not my friend, my brother's very good friend at the time. This is going back 
My God, it's got to be going back now. How long am I married? 99. This is probably 96, 97-ish. All right. His very good friend actually uh, was mountain biking and hit some sort of a ride, hit something to where he slid off the mountain bike and sliced the artery that's on the inside part of your leg and he bled to death. He died? He died. Yeah. I mean, so Hmm. you talk about millimeters away. It's no joke. I mean, you literally can bleed out and bleed to death. And for me, I think the only thing that saved me uh, was the fact that I was able to wrap the wrist with, um, I had, I was at the gas station when it happened, and there were rags all over the place. Maybe not the most sanitary thing, but. Gasoline-soaked rags? When the blood started squirting out everywhere, I went right to the sink and washed it off, and it wouldn't stop. And I. You know, you, you, I didn't panic. I, amazingly enough, so somehow... What, run me through this again, Jerry. You're at the gas station. You punched something because you we were had, angry? So there was the shop, and then there was a door into the, the garage bays. And on top of the door was a fireproof uh, glass pane that was probably an inch thick. And every night we had to empty the oil tanks from the, all the oil changes with the cars. And it was a little valve on the floor of the, uh, on the garage floor, and you would drain the oil in. Sometimes it would get backed up, and if you didn't pay attention, you'd have oil everywhere. So I was sitting there just kind of waiting, and I was listening to the radio, and out of the corner of my eye, I thought I saw a big black spot. Like I thought oil was all over the place, and I usually the door was open. I turned, and as I turned, the door was closed, and my hand and wrist went right through. The people... Um, the fire, uh, the fireman that came to take a look at it, to replace it, said I hit probably the smallest little weak spot on the glass because my hand went right through it. And then when I saw how thick it was, I couldn't believe I did it. My hand went right through it. Sliced your wrist. And, yeah, and so once I realized what was going on, I went to the sink, rinsed it off, and the blood kept squirting. You were by yourself there? I was by myself. And I took a rag and I wrapped it as hard as I could. And I remember a guy comes in. Looking for gas. He's throwing his arms up. I'm like, dude. And he saw the blood all over the place. Not only did he not help, he pulled an L Dukes without the 911. He just took off. I'll go. Uh, I got to get gas. I guess I'll go down the road. He took off on me. He took off on you. Now, my aunt lived around the corner, so I called her, and she worked at a hospital. She was there within, I swear to God, she was there in 60 seconds. Called an ambulance, and you know, they stitched me up. And you were rushed a, to the hospital. Yeah. Did that you? Was a long night. Did your life flash before your eyes? It didn't. And I think what was what made me feel okay about it was my now my father's a Vietnam veteran, so he's been through a lot, as you can imagine. And so he was in the area somehow, and he got word. I don't know how my aunt got word to him. So he comes by right after the paramedics got there, and he kind of comes walking in with a grin, and he's looking. He goes, "You dope? What'd you do?" And I'm like, "All right, I guess it can't be that bad because he didn't look all that concerned." But I guess because the paramedics were there True. already working on. I you. guess that's fair. But, man, the amount of stitches they put in my wrist, and, yeah, that was not fun. And because it was open for so long, uh, I forget what the – and they were worried that there'd be glass in it. They didn't give me shots for – like, they didn't numb the air. Like, they had to – it was brutal, dude. It was a bad night. So when you – do you still see that every day, or are you so used to it you don't see it on your – the scar on your wrist? Oh, no. You notice it every day? I notice it almost every day. And do you think about that incident? Often. You do? Not every day, not every time I see it, but often I think about that night. And do you think you cheated death? I do. You do? I do. I absolutely do. Because of the way the blood was squirting out of my wrist. And when, I mean, the paramedics are like, you're lucky you're alive right now. Yeah, I absolutely do. I I think I, I did.
So who do you think I would be doing this podcast with if you, if death had beat you that day? Uh, Minko. Minko? Well, he doesn't know Carlin, what a podcast after is. After Carlin left, I wasn't around. Mm-hmm. I guess the overnight update, update anchor could have been Harris, who right. could have moved into e- Harris Allen. Me and Harris Allen? Yeah, it could have been you and Harris. He could have been the boomer and carton anchor after Carlin, hmm. I suppose. Bob Usler, right. maybe. Okay. Maybe Rich Ackerman. Oh. I mean, I'd say Chris Lepresti, but let's be honest. I helped Chris get where he is. Right. You've created his life. I'm kidding out there, by the way. And you sh- he owes you. He owes me nothing. Much like, did you ever uh, Did you ever get to thank the paramedics, Jerry? I did that night. Did you consider suing the owner of the gas station? No, 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 oh. no, 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 not at all. Hmm. Not at all. He came to the hospital. Yeah, because he was probably like, holy crap, this kid's nah, going to sue guy. the he crap was, out of me. He was actually a good guy. He was the guy that fired me and rehired me. What was the uh, brand name of this gas station? It was a golf station. I would have sued Golf, no, the parent company. It was my fault. Well. It was my fault. I was the one that shut the damn door. I was the one that didn't see it. I'm not like that. I, oh, you're you know, not frivolous lawsuits? No. And, I, you know, you're right. I might have been able to, but come on. I wonder if we could back time that. You have no, a I'm lot more free time. Yes. I would perhaps. go to them now and say, work, here's the scar. I got this in the 90s. I'm still thinking about it every it's day. It still bugs me. I still think about it. I really need to be compensated. Well, at least you didn't shoot yourself in the groin with a nail gun, which is how this whole thing started, Jerry. I'm only 42. There's still time. Oh, congratulations. Oh, it's not well, a birthday. I didn't win anything. Oh, okay. Uh, eHarmony, Jerry, you're aware of them. They're a yes. dating website. Yes. Uh, they have a top 10 reasons why couples fight. Oh, I like this. Top 10. Uh, number can I, one. Can I give you a couple Yeah, guesses? give me a couple guesses. Uh, things. Uh, finances. Finances. Definitely finances. Where is this? Money worries, number four. Number four. 27% more than a quarter couples fight about family uh, money worries. Okay. How about... Check that off, Jerry, in case you're going to go through these. I'll just give you a couple. I would say... Good question. Uh, This feels like the family feud. (laughs) Survey says sex. Sex, uh, number 10 on the list. Lack of sex. Lack of sex. 10% of well, the couples. Well, I didn't couples. think too much sex would be on the list. 10% of couples uh, do and that. And i give you one more. Suspicion right. of infidelities. Mm, let me see. Uh, no, not on really? the list of top 10. All right, I'm out. That's all I got. Uh, 47%, almost half of couples fight about one partner not listening to the other one. You're not listening to me. That's only 47%? 47%. <laughs> Uh, 34% of couples uh, fight about insensitivity or someone saying the wrong thing. So just mm-hmm, being a mm-hmm. jackass. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, with 30% of couples fighting about thoughtlessness. You didn't think of me. Okay, it's kind of like the second, the one you just gave, but same same difference, okay? Kids is always a big oh, uh, argument. Couples. Okay. Kids. Uh, here's one for you, Jerry. Uh, couples fight about someone in the couple always being on technology. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Always on the phone. I, that drives me nuts. It does. So I could see that. My girlfriend will always thinks that I'm on Twitter too much, and I'm really not. And then I see her on Facebook constantly. Yeah, I know. I, I don't listen. I don't mind. I mean, my wife's really good about it. She doesn't. Uh, she's not crazy with the phone or anything like that. The only time it bothers me is if we're out to dinner. Right. And she pulls the phone. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't like that either, Jerry. An hour. Can you just wait till you get back in the car? Right. But she really is very good with it. She's not, you know, she doesn't text a ton. 
you know, in terms of what a lot of people do. I mean, she's on it enough. I'm not saying she's not. But, yeah, that's the, I could see how that could be. My really girlfriend, bad. as soon as we get in the car and I'm driving, that is phone time for her. Does that bother you? That, that, that would bother me. Uh, in the car, not so much because no. I, I zone out myself. Uh, here's one. Uh, snoring. Couples fighting about snoring. See, what are you supposed to do, though? Get one of those machines. Uh, Eddie's got some sort of yeah, or Eddie uh, or Eddie's got some sort of machine where they he puts it on his face at night. Oh, is he still doing that? I yeah. didn't know that. He says it was a life changer. Oh, okay. All right, that's good. What else? Uh, and here's one that I think might affect you and I. Not if we were a couple, but separately. <laughs> Working hours. Yeah, I could see that. So in other words, you want to bail on the night. Yeah. And it's six o'clock, seven o'clock at night. Yeah. Because of we your ha- working you know, it's hours. Funny, me and my wife have argued about that. You have. Uh, yeah, when she started working, she's doing retail, and when she first started, got the job, she was doing mostly nights, which was fine, because with this job, I wasn't coming in until, at the time, I really wasn't coming until like 4.30, almost 5, and I could um, sleep until 3.30, which wasn't so bad, as long as I got to, you know the, the boys to bed by 9.30, get my six-hour sleep. Then things changed, and now it's gone to where I'm up at 2.15, and the night, it wasn't working for me. I mean, you know, I, I got to go to bed at 8 o'clock. I can't have her work until 11. You know, one kid doesn't want to go to sleep. The other one's saying, Dad, it's 8 o'clock. What are we bed where? <laughs> so it took a while, but her boss is really good, and she wound up getting earlier hours. So I could see that. I yeah. could definitely see that. That's a big one. So that's top. I think we've nailed them all, Jerry. Top 10, our family concerns was the last one. Does it bother your girlfriend that Friday nights after dinner, you're asleep by 9.05. No, she's actually good with that. She is. Yeah. Excellent. So you have no problems then. Yeah, no problems there. So really, you don't fight about any of this stuff. Of these things? Yes. Let me take a look well, at them kids again. kids know. Uh, not listening. I've heard you're a sex machine, so that's sex not Sex machine, it. absolutely, Jerry. <laughs> Money worries, as you Finances, know, I don't even, you're loaded. don't even look at my paychecks. Right. By the way, next Friday we get paid, just so you know. Next Friday? Yes. I don't really need it, but okay. You you're don't saying? have kids. Next Friday. Yeah. You must have, like, as a guy with kids and seeing the money that gets sucked out because of kids, you must wonder sometimes, what would it be like money-wise? I do. If I didn't have kids. I, I, <laughs> we have had this discussion, <laughs> and not in a bad way. Right. There's nothing to do with, I, I love my boys to death, man. They're awesome. And if I could have two more just like them, I would. But, yeah, uh, at times, especially because... And there are reasons why they go to private school. We didn't send them to private school because, you know, we didn't like a specific school. And that was where they would have had to have gone. So they go to private school. So you add that into the mix. And now because they go to the grammar school they go to, Matthew's going to be you know, be in seventh grade next year. He already knows what high school he wants to go to, which is the same high school me and my wife went to. Well, by the time he goes, it'd be like $18,000 a year. Yeah, that times four. And then another one coming through the round. Oh, God, we do think about it. Does uh, your boy, uh, Matthew, does he eat a lot now? He does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So does Joseph. I mean, they both do. They they both, they used to be a large pie, have leftovers. Now it's a large, and what else are we getting? Right. <laughs> That's the thing with boys. Yeah. They, they get older. They house everything. I bought two big family-sized boxes of Cheez-Its like last week. Like Tuesday, I'm like, where are the Cheez-Its? And my, Matthew's like, oh, they're gone. I'm like, gone? <laughs> like $9 in Cheez-Its in like 48 hours. Gone. What are you guys doing? Jerry, the uh, Oscars are coming up uh, Sunday evening. Okay. Sunday evening. Now, are you a big Oscars guy? No. You won't tune into that? No, I'll be asleep. A lot of people see that as like, it's the Super Bowl, 
than the Oscars for like most watched sure. television events. Is that the thing that like Billy Crystal started with the big skit? Uh, or is yeah. that the Academy Awards? Uh, the Oscars are the, the Academy Globes. Awards. Oh. That's the same thing. It is. Academy, I don't even know. It's the Academy Awards. So the Golden Globes is TV? And the award is the Oscar. No, like Golden Globes is movies too. I, I can't is? figure it out either. What's the t- What's the TV award one then? That's the Emmys. Oh. Then there's the Grammys, music. Right. Uh, but I think the too many award shows. Yeah, I think the Golden Globes are like the press awards. I, I have no we idea. We really don't know. I really don't know. Got it. All I know is that the Academy Awards, which they award you an Oscar for, oh, that's Sunday evening. My bad. Now that is being hosted by. Do you know? No. Jimmy Kimmel. Yes. Oh, really? I was kidding. (laughs) But they find out, Jerry, that two-thirds of Americans did not know that Jimmy Kimmel would be hosting. I was going to, well, yeah. You thought maybe Billy Crystal was still doing it. No, 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 no. I knew it wouldn't be Billy Crystal because that's kind of old at this point. He is very old. But I would have said Jimmy Kimmel or the guy that does the, uh, the Cars karaoke. On CBS? James Corden. Yes, that would have been my second guess. Well, this is, they normally will take one of their own guys, so I believe these are, these are on a- ABC, so, so Jimmy Kimmel James is their Corden guy. Would be on that he would not be on that. Still a good guess. James Corden got the Grammys. That was on CBS. Oh, that happened already? It did. When? Uh, a week or two ago. The music one? Mm-hmm. Oh. Maybe two weeks ago. Boy, wake up. Week and a half ago, somewhere in there, Jerry. Hmm. So, yeah, two-thirds of people did not know Jimmy Kimmel is hosting, but the good news is... When people found out he was hosting, more people were interested in watching it. Well, he's funny. He did say recently that he's going to do three more years and he's out. How about that? How old is he? He is a, a, a younger fellow. Could he? Um, I don't think so. I think he's probably right around that ballpark, 45. How about, how about that? How about, could you imagine retiring right around now? Yes, I would like that. And like you've had a good run. Right. It's not like you're a 25-year-old retiring. What do I do with the next 70 years? Like you're being, you're still young, you're still active, you're only in your mid to late 40s, you've had 25 plus years in, like if you were a cop, you'd be done already oh. for like five years. I would love that. I should have been a cop other than the whole thing about other people having guns wanting to shoot me. Right. That's the part I didn't want to do. It is a dangerous job. Yes. The idea of retiring early seemed like I should have been a cop. Right. Well, now, yeah, looking back. Yeah. I wonder if you're a cop, like, like, let's say I knew this was my last year of being a cop. Yeah. And I knew I was retiring, and I was like, listen, I made it this far. I'm going to be extra careful. I bet you there are some that are like that, but I yeah. bet you most aren't. I'm sure some do. Right, it's I, in I their would, blood. They know they they react the way they react. They're not they thinking do. in the moment. We, I have um, a kid that my son goes to school with. His dad has been retired for, because he's probably, I think he's 52. He was a New York City police detective. He's been retired now for, I want to say, nine years. I could have that. Maybe it's 10, maybe it's eight. But he's been retired for several years now. As long as he's been in school with my son, he's been retired. And he always talks about, you know, the last month, drug busts here and doing that. So he clearly wasn't asking for a desk job when he only had 30 days left. I mean, he did the job until it was over. Uh, I think, you know, different strokes for different folks. Then you become some sort of security guard. Yes, that is the way to go. For a celebrity. Yeah, and you don't have to work every day. You can kind of pick and choose what jobs you want. Well, yes, I mean, a celebrity, sure. But you go to be a security guard at the Met, you know, at the Meadowlands or something. That even sounds like trouble. I'd like to be a security guard at, like, a museum. Or a mall. Yeah, definitely. A security guard at a museum. Yeah, because what's going on? I would just, like, watch the uh, Renoir's 
Right. To make sure no one pulled the them way, off no the wall. no one wants to steal those. They're only worth millions of dollars. No, but I see someone trying to pull a big painting off the wall. I feel like and I could stop that guy. you on you at all times to <laughs> yes. call 911. Yeah, I feel like I'd be able to stop that. <laughs> that is awesome. Being a security at the Meadowlands, no thank you. Speaking of the painting, I hate to go back to the Metallica thing. Oh, but yes. In that documentary that you saw as well. Some kind of monster. How about when, uh, when Lars sold all his paintings from his, when his, from his condo? And he made like five and a half million dollars at auction. He painted these himself? No, he bought them. Oh, he had he purchased them. Yes, he, he made investments. Them. He had them for, I want to say he had them for about 10 years or so. And then he was looking to, you know, move to another chapter of his life. And him and his wife decided, you know, let's get rid of all these and start over. And they brought them, they made a deal with Christie's. I think it's Christie's, the Chris auction Christie's? house. Chris Christie's? No, no. I didn't say Chris Christie's. I said Christie's, the auction oh, house. Oh, the auction house. That would make more sense. And they sat there and watched the live auction. Really? Which one was going for $750,000. This one was 500000 This was one point two, And his grand total was like $5.6 And he was loaded by the And I mean drunk by the end of the night. And he's like, just hand me my check. <laughs> it's great. See, most of my paintings I have are from um, home, home goods. Home goods or your finger painting that you did. Uh, well, that would actually be worth uh, something more as it's a unique thing. I, I get my stuff at Home Goods, which I'm sure is hanging on everyone's walls. <laughs> Probably. They're called mass-produced. Mass-produced. <laughs> I don't think they're worth a whole lot. Then uh, since you're not going to be tuned into the Oscars on Sunday night. Can we basketball or something Sunday night or Probably. Hockey? Can you name any of the films nominated for Best Picture? Because 60% of Americans... Cannot name any of them. I'm going to Google that right here as you answer. A View From I, Above. A View From Above. Is that a fake film? With, what's the guy's name from Shawshank Redemption? Uh, Tim Robbins. Timothy Robbins. Yes, A View From Above with Tim Robbins. Best Picture nominees. La La Land. La La Land is one of them on the list. And that's the one actually that m- the majority of people can name. La La Land. I only know because my wife watched it the other day. Um, she saw La La Land yeah. in the theaters? No. I'm part of the union, SAG-AFTRA, so I have well, all the discs easy. of these movies at home. And my wife, I got a vote on them, so I, I haven't gotten her. I didn't get around to doing it for the SAG-AFTRA award. You should have to be an actor to get that. Same union. Well, well, here's you're the, like jealous that I got the yeah. videos and you didn't. Well, because that involves me not leaving my house and seeing the latest films. That's true. How about um, what Shades else you of got? Grey? Was that Fifty Shades of Grey? Fifty Shades of Grey. That is not an Oscar-worthy film. Is there a, film. the one Shades Darker or something? Yeah, that's not. That's not. Academy Awards is like bougie films. Oh. So you get La La Land, as you mentioned, something called Moonlight. Never heard of it. A Manchester by the Sea. That's with uh, Affleck's brother. Don't know what that is. I got very good reviews. Uh, something called Fences. Never heard of it. Hell or High Water. Don't know what that is. Lion. I'm out. Lion the animal, not the, not telling the truth. Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, that's the one Boomer talked about, I believe. That's a military one, is it not? Uh, if Boomer was talking about it, then I'm going to say I yes, actually, it is. I, it's funny. I think that's the one I didn't get that I want to see. So I know of that one, okay. Something called Hidden Figures. No idea. And finally, Arrival. Which I think is about aliens coming mm, to get us. Didn't know about that either. Definitely Eddie saw wow, that. Those are the best picture Those are your nominees? top nine nominees. People love that La La Land. I want to. I will go see that. And by go see that, I mean I I'll wait think, till it's on demand. I don't think you will. 
Yeah, it's I believe a, it's La a musical. La Land is a musical. Yes. You want to see a musical? I kind of do want to see it. Uh, like, I like that Ryan Reynolds or, or... A musical? Like, I don't see It's you... not Ryan Reynolds. It's the other Ryan, I think. I don't see you as a musical type of person. Oh, I'm a musical kind of guy, Jerry. Hmm. Okay. I feel like I'd be interested in this one. La La Land. All I know is I saw about five minutes of it. Yeah. It was terrific. I would say you'll give it two minutes and you'll be done. Really? Yes. Wow, that was weird. Now, my friend Paul, who I do my other podcast with, he saw La La Land. Oh, you have another it, podcast? Said it was terrific. Well, I have two podcasts total. Uh, yes, I do have another podcast. Mm, I wasn't sure. All right, yeah. I no. heard that before. Nope. Yep. Uh, 60% of people, though, Jerry, couldn't name one of those films. I named one. You did name one. And what about A View from Above? That's not... That's that not sounds a... like a fake film. With Tim Robbins? With you. All right, this now is I'm going to Google that. Is? No, you don't have to. I made it up. This is what forty is. Did you just say yeah, that came a, about nine years ago? Yeah. This is forty. Yeah, this is forty. All right, hold on. I have to. Have I don't to, think it's nine years ago. Know, Maybe uh, two years ago. Uh, two thousand twelve. Five years ago. Oh, uh, well, you we said nine. I difference. said two. We split. And the what's difference. this Tim Robbins film you're saying? A view from above. A view. From. Well, I mean, I already admitted I made it up. So oh, you did. Have to look at it. Hold on, that may be a film. A view from above is actually a, a book. By, by Tim Robbins. Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> Come on, really? 1991. You know, I get it. He's seven. I get he that. He was tall. You know, I, I understand. Yes. He had sex with a lot of women. A lot of women. You could buy that on Amazon. The a sex view with from, women? No, no, no. The Wilt Chamberlain oh. book, A View from Above. Got it. For hardcover for one penny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder who gets that penny, too, since he passed away. If you have Amazon Prime, that comes free, free. right? <laughs> That's right. They're just like, get it's it out of our... It's a penny. Get this out of our warehouse. Yeah, we don't want too it. Too much space. Yes. That is funny. All right, I got to go. All right, Jerry, the warm-up is next. That's it was right. terrific this morning. It was good today. Yeah. We had good topics. Mm. It was good having Boomer back. That was good, yes. Uh, all right, I'll see you later. So, it's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, Boomer and Carton coming up top of the hour, and indeed it is Boomer and Carton. Boomers, you do a song for Boomer like our Boomer's back, and he's rested from vacation. Boomer, Boomer, the Boomer's back. No, I don't, I don't have one of those, but Eddie could attest to this. That. I got a, a voicemail from a very concerned listener who then... Uh, he must have left me a voicemail yesterday. Okay. And then he also called me live at 5.13 a.m. Wow. And he listens to this warm-up show. So yeah. I want him to know we heard you. He was very concerned that Boomer was uh, has not been here. Sure. Because of something offensive you did. That, <laughs> that I did? Yes. What did I do? That uh, a week or so ago, you were mocking Boomer. In the way he spoke, where you were like, oh, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> I that. that, yeah. And he said Boomer's face, he could tell, was angry. He had enough. And thought Boomer had left the show <laughs> I'm pretty and was sure, blaming you. I'm pretty sure of all the stuff we've gone through in the last nine, ten years, whatever it is, that's not the thing that's going to get Boomer to leave. I oh, did, he's the greatest general manager in the world. <laughs> I did tell the guy that sometimes you say hurtful things. <laughs> I and do that not say hurtful things. Sometimes it affects Wait people. Wait a second. Nobody takes more of a beating on this show than I do. So that's not fair, number one. Number two, if I remember correctly, I think I was defending myself uh, because I had no help from something that was said wrong by somebody and Boomer went along with it. Yes. And then you were upset. me for being wrong or defending you, him. sir. Die. No, right. No, no, no. You said that. And that, that upset him. Is an audio. F you. No, no. Mm-hmm. Eddie, stop it. Nasty that, Those stuff. are audio drops. I'm Nasty. not saying that to anybody. I love everyone. 
Oh, okay. Not so really. uh, and, and I did do this, though. When the guy did call me, he, he said, is this Al Dukes? And I wanted to pretend I'm much too big of a star to be answering my own phone. What were you, his assistant? I, I work for Al. I said, well, I'll pass it along to Al. He's very busy this did he morning. Buy that? He did. Yeah, you know but what? he's listening now and now knows that you were a douche. Not really. I got his up. concern out on the air. Yeah, but, you know, you oh, you big-timed him. I did kind of big-time him. Uh, Jerry, yesterday uh, you sat here. <laughs> oh, moving on. You sat here t- <laughs> telling me how A-Rod's new job with the Yankees is taking guys to dinner, evidently. Yeah, we were playing that clip yesterday. I'm very bothered by what you're going to say now. But now I see in the papers uh, and the Internet that uh, Jeter took 20 Yankee prospects, or the rookies, baby bombers, they called them. Yeah. Uh, took them to dinner for a very arrogant Q&A where I could just picture <laughs> Jeter sitting back at a steakhouse. Fire away any of your questions about life. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> what boss. do you have for me? That's exactly right. My first thought, no joke, when I saw the headline in the paper, and you read the story. Apparently this is something that's been set up, and I guess they do every year in spring training. Okay, fair enough. But when I saw the headline, my first thought was, man, he can't let A-Rod have a moment for anything. Like, yeah, this was just a story yesterday. We didn't know anything about this Jeter dinner. Next day, the captain sits down with all the kids. Wait a second. That was A-Rod's idea. He should show up, uh, Jeter should, as a special instructor this week. <laughs> well, A-Rod's, show up in already, his uniform. A-Rod's already done that. Oh, copy time. Oh, so you're saying he does things before A-Rod yes, does them. you can't. I don't think you can come in afterwards now and say... I'd like to do that, too. I don't think so. And these, that's ba- thing. these baby bombers were enamored by Jeter. In particular, they said, what did you mainly get out of it? What was the best thing you got out of it? And that was when they said they discussed the Jeter's 0 for 32 streak. Right, the slump. And how he uh, got out of that just by believing in himself, You remember Jerry. Jeter having an 0 for 32 I don't. streak? My first thing when I saw them, like, he went 0 for 32 at one point. I don't remember that at all. And But, I mean, you do this long enough, there's probably a lot we don't remember. And he said he got out of it by thinking, I've had hits before, I will have hits again. Right. Never. What do they say? Never as good when it's great and never as bad when it's really down. Something so, like that, Jerry. Uh, something along the lines of that. Uh, you got also Joe Girardi. I know you like this story. So they got the intentional walk is gone. I still can't believe that we're throwing this out there. <laughs> it's going to speed up the game. It's one of the dumbest things. You want to say that the intentional walk doesn't make any sense. That's fine, and we're going to just kind of bypass the charade of throwing the four pitches, although we have seen wild pitches on intentional walks uh, before. But enough with this, that we're speeding up the game stuff. And I know Joe Girardi talked about that yesterday, too. Joe Girardi has an idea about putting, you know, like in the NFL where the coaches can talk to the quarterback in in the helmet, that Girardi wants to do communication in the baseball helmets. So for the batters... And that the catcher would have one in his yeah, helmet. Yeah, the, the problem is with that you can't because now all of a sudden you've got a guy in your ear that can say, throw to first, throw to first. Guys right. leading to, you can't do it. And that's why in the NFL they cut the communication off, not for guys leading or stealing, uh, but in the NFL they cut the communication off, what, I think with eight or nine seconds left on the play clock so that there's no, I guess it's an advantage because if the quarterback's not aware, you can say, hey, snap the ball and do stuff like that. Same thing with baseball. You can't all of a sudden from the dugout Start telling the guy who's got the ball what to do. It doesn't seem to make much sense. I wouldn't think very fair competitively. So I, I thought they were talking about doing it for pitchers as well. I read it incorrectly at first because I thought the pitchers would have big headphones on like you and I have on right now. Well, that's what I assumed mound. when I read it. Maybe I read it wrong. I thought that's what we were discussing. Yeah, no, I, I read in uh, – I followed up, Jerry. I did a lot of research on A lot on of this. research. 
it was for helmets only. Right. So catchers oh, and hitters, got not it. the pitchers. Even still, yeah, the you know the catcher can give you the sign. So whatever. So I, that that's not going to happen. I don't think. Then again, who knows? I didn't think we'd get rid of the intentional walk either. Also, they're suggesting uh, in the National League when the pitcher comes up, automatic no, out. No, 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 they're not. And just no, no, that's move your on. that's your stupid idea. The ump is going to say, wrong. "Are you are no, you no. going to bunt? If you're not going to bunt, you're out." <laughs> wrong, wrong. We do, all kidding aside, because there are some people that believe the pitcher hitting is a complete waste of time. If you're though Matt Harvey and Noah Syndergaard and Steven Matz, guys that can hit, it's actually a little bit of a weapon in terms of offense from the eighth or ninth spot that other teams in the National League generally wouldn't get. And you wouldn't have, as Gary Cohen called it, the greatest one of the greatest moments in baseball history, Bartolo Colon hitting a home run. So, by the way, did you see his spread for his um, new picture uh, for the Braves yesterday? They put out a video, and you know he's called the Big Sexy. They use romantic music oh. over, the, over the film shoot. Was it a sexy photo as Not well? Really. Or just a professional He's baseball still pick? Still Bartolo Colon. Oh, still big. Not so. I mentioned uh, Noah Syndergaard. Now, you're a huge Met fan. I know this. A big Syndergaard right? guy. Aren't you yeah, a Jerry. big uh, Noah Syndergaard? He's not going to the World Baseball Classic, and I think you're going to love the reason why. He sat down with SNY yesterday and was asked point blank, why are you not going to be a part of this? My heart and soul is with the Mets, and that's who I want to compete with. Isn't that what you yeah, want to exactly. hear? Now, there are, a, there are a lot of players that are going, and it seems like, from what I read this morning, uh, some of the international players, if that's the right way to put it, are more into it than the American-born players. But he is, for one, he said he pitched a lot of innings the last couple of years. He wants to make sure he's ready, healthy, and set to go for opening day. That is music to your ears. Yeah, that I love to hear. I'm glad he's not even toying with the idea. No. I think uh, for some of these uh, other countries, uh, the players to play for their country, it's a huge honor. Sure. Where Syndergaard probably feels like, I'm playing for my country. They're the Mets. I agree. And he I'm said, here I'm, every day. He said, I'm playing for a World Series championship. That's my goal. Yes. And you'll love to hear that. By the way, and say what you want, and I'll say it anyway. I was watching MLB Network yesterday, and they were having a showcase of players, I think from the Dominican Republic, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. And they said the talent level was so good that they thought 95% of the players that were on the field had major league talent. That's You think about that. Remarkable. You were sitting so, down watching MLB Network? Yeah, yes, I was watching that yesterday afternoon. I was I'm also, a loser. I was well, also reading on uh, that perhaps. Facebook and MLB are set to make a deal. Yeah. The same one that they have with Twitter, which is that they will broadcast a game, one game a week right. on now, Facebook. Now, what do you think they pay for that? I don't know, but it seems completely useless. Why? Because baseball, more than anything, is a regional sport. Right. So... I want to see the Mets. I want to see the Yankees if I live in the East. And if I live in Boston, I want to see the Red Sox. You have no interest. Let's say say the Angels are are halfway decent. You have no interest in, like, watching a Red Sox-Angels game on a Tuesday night with Betts and Bogarts and all these guys and David Price and you got Mike Trout. That does nothing for you? No, and I'm not alone. I think that's most people. Yeah, I'm with Al. I could care less. I mean, when we give these... I, like, I agree. Who wants to watch Rays Pirates on a Thursday? Fair enough. But sometimes there are... You know, when the Cubs play, you're not interested in the Cubs at all? Cubs Nationals on a Thursday if the Mets are off? No, I'm interested in... I'll be like, hmm, can't wait to see the Cubs when they play the Mets, and I'm interested in that game. That's interesting, because I know you like baseball, and I know you do too, Eddie. I would think the big premier games would have some draw to you guys. And I think these streaming things will be a big deal when if you can tell me... 
hey, I'm in the New York area and I can watch the Mets on Facebook when I'm not near my TV, well, that you, would be something. You but, can stream Yankees and Met games now if you have the packages with your cable subscriptions. The yeah, Mets you still have to have buy, be paying the yes, package. it's not a cord-cutting thing, but you can stream games now for both teams. The uh, Yankees with the Fox Sports Go app and the Mets just did one as well, so that'll be available. But again, you have to subscribe to SNY and yes – but you will be able to stream the game. So take a quick break. When we come back, uh, a couple more stories. And, yes, Boomer's back. He's back with Craig. Top of the hour here on The Fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's like a podcast on the radio. So right, Boomer and Carton coming up top of the hour very quickly before we move on. Trade deadline in the NBA today at 3 p.m. Also, a couple of wild finishes in college basketball. Syracuse beat number 10 Duke. Game-winning three from John Gillen. Oregon over Cal. Uh, not a buzzer beater, but a late three there as well. Uh, and also North Carolina, Louisville, some stuff with Rick Pitino, which we will get to coming up later uh, in the show. A couple of other things here, Al. We had done the Stephen Matz, Sean Gilmartin story yesterday with them, the shark fishing and how ridiculous it was. Apparently the Mets, I guess they were aware Terry Collins was, and he was asked yesterday about it. I don't have the audio, but his quote was that they get their arm bit off. Are they okay? Something like that. So I know you don't love that story because you want guys in a bubble. So does Jack Del Rio. Now, he's the head coach of the Oakland Raiders. His uh, Pro Bowl offensive lineman, and I'm probably mispronouncing this, but Kalecio Semele, uh, he went to New Zealand on vacation and posted videos of him whitewater rafting where his raft completely flips over and the guys are trying to get back yeah. to the boat. And he was jumping off a um, a cliff, what is that called, bungee jumping, and he was doing backflips, I mean, way up. And so Del Rio posted on Instagram or Twitter, one of those social media types, Please come back soon and stop with all this nonsense. Yeah, just so. lay on the beach. Well, I mean, do... I'm sure he did that too. But some guys have, you know, they they like the uh, the adrenaline rush. That's not you. That's not me, Jerry. That's not me. Perhaps Eddie. I know he likes to go hiking. Maybe he would jump off a cliff with a bungee cord. Uh, but this guy did it. He had a blast. He is back. He is safe. Hmm. Now, I also see that uh, Bill Belichick has been added to the witness list in the double murder trial yeah. of Aaron Hernandez. Who, by the way, the more you find out about Aaron Hernandez, oof. Imagine that I would never want to be on a witness list for a double murder. Because I would always think the murderer was going to remember me. <laughs> and be like, <laughs> I'm probably going to get out, off on some technicality, and I'm right. going to come get you. I don't think there's going to be any technicality with Aaron Hernandez. Now, will he be his normal dull self on the witness stand, this yeah, uh, Bill Belichick? I imagine Talking he probably like will, this. probably more than more than ever. Talk like I mean, this. it's a murder trial. Yeah, double murder trial, Right, Jerry. so what do you want him to do, get up and do jumping jacks and smile? Uh, good point. Right? I mean, he's going to be Bill Belichick, and in this case, that's probably appropriate. But Hernandez, dead, I think it was Deadspin or TMZ Sports, I don't remember, they have the transcript of Hernandez talking to Mike Pouncey and saying some, as if we didn't think he did it already, he's pretty much put himself... And locked away the key for a very so long you're, time. So you're saying these transcripts make him look like kind of a bad guy. New York Yankees baseball is back. Yes. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 